It's April 19th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top story today, this morning, Russian forces tried to push through Ukrainian defenses along almost the entire front line in eastern Ukraine, launching what Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky called the Battle of the Donbass. The second phase of the war is likely to be significantly different than the first because the Donbass is made up of planes, which will allow mechanized units to maneuver more easily than in the forests of northern Ukraine. Additionally, Russia has been fighting covertly in the Donbass since 2014, when it began to fuel separatists in the region. China told Russia it will continue to increase strategic coordination with it Regardless of international volatility, the foreign ministry said in a statement on Tuesday. Prior to the Winter Olympics, Vladimir Putin met with Xi Jinping and signed a sweeping cooperation agreement. In a communique released following the meeting, they said, There are no forbidden areas of cooperation. This has proven true during the war in Ukraine, where China has done nothing to push back against Russia. The U.S. has warned that China supplying weaponry to Russia or assisting it in avoiding sanctions would be met with intense sanctions against China. Two men identified as captured British soldiers fighting for the Ukrainian army made a plea for a prisoner exchange in a video aired by Russian state TV on Monday. They asked to be exchanged for Putin ally Viktor Medvedchuk, which Russia previously denied being associated with. A UK government minister said earlier this morning that the United Kingdom is not looking to help Moscow with the prospect of a prisoner swap. Mexico's president on Monday excoriated opposition lawmakers for voting down a major electricity reform package, though business groups cheered Sunday's vote, which lifted some of the investor uncertainty clouding the country's energy market. The legislation would have prioritized the state power utility over private operators. Business lobbies, as well as the United States, had warned that it could violate the North American Trade Agreement. At least 88 people have been arrested in India in connection with violence against police after a comment insulting Muslims spread via WhatsApp, police said on Monday. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Narendra Modi led his party to a resounding electoral victory in India's most populous state, showing his enduring popularity despite protests over a proposed farming overhaul and an economy that has struggled to recover from the pandemic. The win for Mr. Modi's party in Uttar Pradesh set the stage for his widely expected run for a third term in 2024. Modi has built his political success on the back of Hindu nationalism, and in a recent conversation I had with Amy Slipowitz of Freedom House for Next in Foreign Policy, we discussed how majoritarianism in India is not always democracy. The Israeli ruling coalition faced a potential mutiny from an independent Arab party, which warned it will quit the government if violence around the Al-Aqsa Mosque continues. The Islamist Ram Party suspended its membership in the coalition to protest the government's handling of the clashes at the mosque compound and what they said are Israeli government policies that have degraded Muslim control over the holy site in favor of Jews. If Ram or even one of its members quits the coalition, it would reduce the government to a minority 
and leave it vulnerable to a vote to dissolve the Israeli parliament that could send the country to a fifth election in a little over three years. Sri Lanka's prime minister said Tuesday the constitution will be changed to reduce presidential powers and empower parliament as protesters continued to call on the president and his powerful family to quit over the country's economic crisis. Sri Lanka is on the brink of bankruptcy with nearly $7 billion of its total $25 billion in foreign debt due for a payment this year. A severe shortage of foreign exchange means the country lacks money to buy imported goods. President Rajapaksa on Monday admitted that he made mistakes like delaying going to the IMF for help and banning agrochemicals with the aim of converting Sri Lanka's agriculture to fully organic, leading to the crisis. The phones of dozens of pro-independent supporters in Spain's northeastern Catalonia, including the regional chief and other elected officials, were hacked with controversial spyware available only to governments. Citizen Lab, a research group affiliated with the University of Toronto, said a large-scale investigation it had conducted in collaboration with Catalan civil society groups, found that at least 65 individuals were targeted or their devices infected with what it calls mercenary spyware sold by two Israeli companies, NSO Group and Kandaru. The revelations come as European Union lawmakers on Tuesday are holding the first meeting of a committee looking into breaches of EU law associated with the use of hacker-for-hire spyware. File this under products you never knew you needed, but in what they claim is a world first, researchers have developed electronic chopsticks that artificially create the taste of salt as part of efforts to reduce sodium levels in some of Japan's most popular dishes. The chopsticks work by using electrical stimulation and a mini-computer worn on the eater's wristband. The device transmits sodium ions from food through the chopsticks to the mouth, where they create a sense of saltiness. The team said they would refine the prototype and hope to make the chopsticks available to consumers next year. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at the dsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. So go to the dsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, tune in to Next in Foreign Policy, where Zoe and I talk with Katie Howland about unidentified aerial phenomena, and Deep State Radio this evening, where David Rothkoff and Rosa Brooks talk with Michael Weiss and Peter W. Singer about the war in Ukraine. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>